Welcome back, Ram Fam. Oh, hello, Ram Fam. Mm. How's it going? How how's your summertime sadness? <laughs> summertime sadness, cruel summer, or um, summertime happiness? I don't know. I do feel like August is always a time where it like lifts something. I love it. August, but I'm biased. But I do feel like it is like the heart of summer. Yeah, in a way, but I don't know. Wow, I don't know why. And just. At the heart of summer, but also I just already saw, I, actually, I saw my first back to school commercial. Oh, oh God. It was a little upsetting. Oh, so that kind of symbolizes the opposite, actually, like the end, the but end of something. Do you remember going and getting the binders and the pencils? Uh, and the 3D folders. Oh, uh, the 3D folders. You were truly like, what girl am I going to be this year? It set the precedent Tr- for who you were going to be. Truly. Like, is there anything equivalent to a first day of school outfit now as adults? No. Like your wedding day? Yeah, your wedding day. Which, speaking of. Speaking of. Congratulations, sh- McKinley. Uh, shout out to one of my best friends from high school who's getting married this weekend. McKinley in Wyoming. Uh, I'm leaving tomorrow morning. It's going to be so beautiful. And it is going to be stunning. I've never been to Wyoming before. Me either. I would love to go to that whole kind of area. Uh, Montana, Wyoming. Same. And you know what? I, I love being a bridesmaid. Me too. Maybe in 10 years I won't feel like this. Like maybe it's like, all right, another one. But I'm still in that phase of like, it is joyous. It's euphoric. It still gets to be like kind of about you. <laughs> <laughs> I know like going to a wedding when you're now not a bridesmaid is just like, do I feel left out? Like, yeah. does everyone hate me? They're like, I met you last year. So you're welcome for being invited. <laughs> No, but totally, you're like walking down the aisle. You got to walk down the aisle, and you got to be in most of the fi- pictures and like the video. <laughs> this is why we have a podcast, guys. This is why Claire and I, Show the universe, off. did not bring us together until not until our twenties. It needed time. It needed time to prepare. <laughs> <laughs> you like oh cracking knuckles, like, and it's time. It began. There was a shift. We all felt it. It was a little uh, earthquake. That's true. What are we drinking today, Claire? You know, we've been really on the June Shine cocktails. June Shine, call us. June Shine, do you listen to us? Yeah, someone's got to. Right? Right? Yeah, June Shine, um, passion fruit vodka soda. Ah, this one is just so good. It's so good. Oh, every time. God damn it. One and a half shots. The mo- the um, Moscow Mule one has two shots. Yeah, that one kind of like gets me gets me fucked up um, in a way that we love in a way that mm. we love ah. it's not too sweet it's like a perfect flavor mm, lemon and pineapple yum Yummy. perfect for august truly this episode might come out in september that is true i was like how do we segue <laughs> into like um what we're talking about in the summertime whatever well you know you guys have been here long enough yeah and if you're new welcome Exactly, but we don't need to impress you. No, we anymore. don't. <laughs> we do already impressed. <laughs> I'm Claire, by the way, and I'm Tess. This right answers mostly. Apologies, apologies for for everything, for and everything. for nothing. That's right. But today, yes, Tess, what are we talking about? I thought it would be interesting and juicy, and all the things that we love. I agree. To talk about nothing other than the history <laughs> of plastic surgery. <laughs> I mean, wow. And, you know, I've been thinking about it a lot, especially ever since that um, Allure interview came out with Kim Kardashian. That interview made me so mad. And I think I just was like, what... What needs to happen to stop this sort of like falsities that we tell these women that are like thinking that the Kardashians and a lot of celebrities have natural bodies? Yeah. So if you guys don't know the interview with the lore, Kim Kardashian said that she has only done fillers or she hasn't done fillers. They asked her like or Botox. Yeah. I think she said she's only gotten cheek fillers and a little Botox in her forehead right and I think I think I don't even know she said cheek fillers but I know she basically was to essentially wrap it up what she would be like is I got Botox yes that is insane and they asked her honestly what have you had done which some people are like you should not ask a woman that but they've built their entire empire on yeah their bodies and what their bodies symbolize and you know that's all they post is their their abs and their butts and there's yeah. like I mean it's very aggressive now that that is like 
yeah. it's their brand. And to lie about that is it's dangerous. Dangerous. Also, to be fair, Allure is like a beauty magazine and yep. plastic surgery is a part of like our beauty culture now. So I think like with that magazine, it's pretty fair to ask that. Totally. Like she agreed to do the interview. Who knows if like her publicist was like, that's, this is off limits, but they did ask. And she just flat out like, it's obvious that that also, is like, that's a, that woman looks different. It is just, it's how it is. It's, yeah. It's, it's, you know, yeah, you can't pretend that there hasn't been tons of work. And so I just really started thinking about like, especially right now, fillers and Botox. It's so, so popular. It's crazy. Like plastic surgery. So are fillers and Botox, maybe we'll get into this. Is that considered plastic surgery? It is technically, mm-hmm. but like a le- lesser intense form of it. Right. Um, but really anything that's like altering your face right. cosmetically is considered plastic surgery. It's just so apart, especially living in Los Angeles. I just, I feel like I didn't think about Botox at all. I thought about Botox in the like being contained to housewives and older totally. rich white women and now it's like young women are doing it we know people doing it yeah I just found out that like tons of my friends have done it that I'm just like wait you've been doing it for years and they're like yeah haven't you I'm like oh shit oh shit literally people I think get Botox this is crazy guys in their hands or like fillers in their hands because that that is a telltale sign of age and so your hands and the um, under eye is the hardest part to hide your age, but people are trying to do it, but it almost looks like, it looks a little crazy. If there's one thing that is sure in this world, it is time and age. It is time. And like, you know, there's nothing you can really do about sun. Like there are like sunspots and yeah. things that like, you know, we'll get into the discussions around it. This is going to be so interesting. I think it's interesting. And also like... Truly no judgment of no. if you've done it, if you're interested in it. Like, I've had thoughts before of, you know, if I would want to get some Botox. Yeah. I'm not ever going to say no to anything. And so Same. I don't want any of this conversation to feel like an attack. Um, but I do think it's important for us, especially as women, to just be able to break it down and kind of notice some of the toxic behaviors. Totally. And then also know that, like, plastic surgery has been great for people, even medically, and it has, like, changed people's lives and saved people's lives. So breast reductions, have, backs have never mm-hmm. felt better. We'll be talking a lot about breast reduction. Oh, my God, I can't wait. Yeah, uh, guys, this is truly a safe space. Like, all Rammies, be who you are. Yes. Get as much plastic surgery or as little as you want. Truly, it's none of our fucking business. No, I don't care. It doesn't yeah. affect my life. Exactly. The only thing that affects my life is when people like Kim Kardashian lie about it and we'll talk about that later I think yes yes we will get into all of the things um mm-hmm. but you know let's just dive or let's see let's inject ourselves <gasps> into this conversation oh, I knew <laughs> you would come through I don't even try anymore I look for I looked to you for guidance and I will always be here for you as uh, you are for me I appreciate that mm-hmm. I appreciate that well you know it is to no surprise that since the beginning of time humans have been actively engaged in the pursuit of self-improvement mm. right I right mean, like, of course we've seen it throughout history we've seen it through so many different ways you know health and wellness fitness medicine even diets facials there is a obsession with longevity mm-hmm. and then also an obsession with appearance yeah Fountain and of youth. Yeah, the fountain of youth, you know, we are proven to also be very um, malleable with the trends and societal pressures, and we see it. And, like, we're going to be talking about, like, beauty standards through generations, too, of, like, it can change in a decade where it was like, oh, at one point, this was what you're supposed to look like, and now you need to have a smaller this but a bigger this. Like, we are programmed to... Our, you know, brains go off and we're like, oh, fuck, that's what's going to make us happy. Yes. We talked about this for Henry VIII, like being pale was like that, like that meant that you are rich and now I I can't pour self-tanner on me. I mean, (laughs) truly same. I'm getting spray tan tonight for the wedding. Love it. But also like gorgeous pale skin. You guys rock too. Exactly. And so like, and that's not saying someone that doesn't believe in getting spray tans is like less attractive. You know, it's going to be less attractive if they are pale. It's also, and we are going to be talking about how plastic surgery started, but then really um, the details of how it is sustained in the United States Mm. more specifically. Because there's just beauty standards and plastic surgery is so different everywhere that we're just going to be keeping it. so true. You know, like Mm -hmm. even with the paleness thing. like So still like. 
yeah, yeah. In, in Asia. Yeah. You, you carry an umbrella because you need, they think that that's what is beautiful. Well, and like so much better for your skin. I know it really is. But that's why we, that's why we spray tan. That's why we spray tan. And we're SPF. That's right. Um, so uh, plastic surgery is actually one of the world's oldest treatments. Really? Truly. There is documentation of the use of surgical means for correcting facial injuries back over 4,000 years ago. Okay, so not necessarily for cosmetic purposes. Yeah, and I think that's been an interesting part of the research of being like, oh, it, like plastic surgery has the connotation of nose job, boob job, yep. vanity. Like plastic surgery has been used for so many different things, whether that's, you know, reconstructive surgery for scars or burning. Scar. Yeah, and like we'll get into how like the wars affected plastic surgery and, you know, also like a double mastectomy. If, if yeah, you have to go totally. through that, then you can get breast implants. Like that's an amazing accomplishment in medicine. Yeah. So physicians in ancient India used skin grafts for reconstructive surgery as early as 800 BC. Oh my God. I am so like wheezy, wheezy, queasy, mm. woozy, queasy and woozy, All of it. wheezy with like, surgery stuff like graphing oh yeah um are you like able to watch that show botched on e or can you not do it i haven't watched in a long time but i was watching severance um the other day and they show them cutting into a skull sorry guys <laughs> and it's they thank god for doctors because they love that shit it makes me sick like when you have to break your nose to oh. get a nose job like and it shows that on housewives all the time oh. like, what the fuck? where they have the block and they're just like but also like how crazy is their body Mm -hmm. That like you can take skin from one part of your body and put it somewhere else and then it just grows. I mean, and like you cannot say that that is not miraculous. Miraculous. Like, and it's it's impressive that we've been able to take it so far. And so it's 800 BC. Is that what you mm -hmm. said? BC? In India. That is crazy. Yep. Wait, skin graphing for what again? Uh, for reconstructive surgery. Okay, to so, just you know, burns. Yeah, I mean, like, it. shit was happening to humans back then that was not pretty, you know? I can't, a uh, BC, I, I mean, can't even imagine. You just step outside and you're essentially <laughs> dead. Yeah, dead. No. Dead upon arrival. Good for them. Um, and then later in European countries, plastic surgery advances were slowly coming in. However, Eastern medicine took more readily to plastic surgery. That's so interesting. I would not have guessed that. I was shocked about it, too. It, Eastern medicine seems so, like, woo-woo to me mm -hmm. in a good way. Yes, and, like, you know, we have talked a lot about, like, the controversies and kind of competitiveness with different medicines yeah. and um, different influences in, in countries and what they thought was kind of more of a priority. So the whole thing is, like, once again, history of medicine, crazy. We could go on for days. We could. And we will. And, and we will. Um, so, like, you know, most medicine... Plastic surgery was kind of slow over the next few thousand years um, as techniques used in India were introduced to the West. Um, so India is where this all started. Yeah. They're like, you know what, guys? You owe us <laughs> little residuals. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. They, yeah. Truly. Um, however, there was progress made in medicine during the Roman period, and that progress was documented in ancient texts. Um, remember during our Roe v. Wade episode, but... Um, I was saying there was that book that like documented yeah. all the ways to give yourself an abortion. Yeah. So this this book, De Medicina, plastic surgery was a shit ton of stuff in there too. Way ahead of its time. Truly, of like you want this, we got you. Where can I find that book? <laughs> like truly, where is it? Like book how, club on that book. I mean that. Oh, that is Patreon cool. episode. <laughs> like I think it'd be very hard to dissect. I couldn't even begin. But we could try. Um, but at this time, it was still to repair facial defects. So no one's reading <laughs> reading this book being like, how do I get my nose smaller? Yes. You know, it was very much kind of like sur more survival right. in a way. Um, but, of course, there's controversy, as always. Um, at this point, Pope Innocent III declared that surgery in any form was expressly prohibited by the church law. Oh, my God. Like, it's none of your business. It's none of your business. But, you know, are we surprised? No. No. That's really annoying. For what? Who cares? Truly for what? Um, For the most part, the pursuit of scientific knowledge had been replaced at this time by a focus on more personal and spiritual concerns. So there was a time where people were like, medicine is bad because you should just all be, like, feeling it and, like, God will heal you. That's what I was about to ask if that's what it was. Yes. It's like, why rely on science when you can just be in touch with your spirituality well wouldn't that be nice but unfortunately that's not how our world works wouldn't it be nice yeah 
Um, but then there's a little bit of a shift because we are having a little bit of improvement in hygiene and cleanliness. Thank God. Listen to our um, past episode on um, Henry the Eighth. Eighth. Let me count. Henry, we talked about hygiene, guys. I can't even imagine like the fact that people just literally never wash their hands. Imagine being cut open for plastic oh. surgery, and then they're just like, "Well." can't really like clean them up. They're like, actually, I just need to go to the bathroom real quick and then come back and then just get back into it. Exactly. So, you know, this was a tough time. Um, But right before the Renaissance period, there was a procedure to repair a cleft lip. Mm -hmm. um, And that kind of ignited a time where it's like, oh, like that's not a 100% necessary thing to do, but like we did it. And they changed. And they changed. And then during the Renaissance time, it is boob time. Boob Wait, time. Boob, <laughs> boob job started in the Renaissance time? So interestingly enough, which I was shocked. I love boob time, by the way. Love boob time. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a picture of just like a woman in a Renaissance gown. Just the boob time. And boob you guys, time. You guys will know. If you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> there, obviously the Renaissance time is a time of more improvement and advances in pretty much everything. Everything. Um, significantly for that context. So there's improvements in science and technology. And so this just developed into more safer surgical techniques. God, what a gorgeous time then. Truly, what a gorgeous time. So um, there is a book that basically documents 191 surgical um, surgeries. And there is an eyelid surgery that's discussed in it. And then there is also the mod- what is to be now the modern method of a surgical breast reduction. A reduction. Yes. So I was thinking of enhancement. So this is fascinating to me because when we see the first kind of like, you know, popularity in plastic surgery, it is breast reductions. Well, probably because those women are like my back. True. But then do we also remember what the look was like in the 60s, in the 1960s, if we jump ahead, where like surgery was becoming a lot more popular? Oh, so we're jumping to like where I I totally got ahead of myself, but... We will see, so the breast reductions right now is not to be like, oh, like we're going to look like thin, like twiggy. Breast reductions are for physical comfort. Yeah. But that did shock me because it's like most people don't care about women's health and women's pain. Right. And and so I was truly shocked by it, but it was for women that were like in severe pain and could not function. I mean, I just, I feel like it would just be so painful. I, yeah. I can't imagine what. It's like, but you know, we have friends that are in pain from their breasts. Yeah. Maybe they, maybe the surgeons were just like the rage that I see must be fixed. That is true. And I'm not sure if there's like other health issues linked Mm. to like breast pain. I mean, obviously your back is, you know, a very important part of your body that gets affected. Affects everything. That's true. Like your spine. True. It's all connected. So I just thought that was interesting. I was like, don't all men want bigger breasts? And like the fact that like old biddies, truly, that they're the ones doing the surgery being like, it's fine. (laughs) Hey, we all make sacrifices, don't we? We sure do. (laughs) But something to think about, which is interesting, is war Mm. and what war did in the advances of plastic surgery. I would have never put these two together. I'm just like shocked. Same. I was like, huh. Like my, my, I have expanded my views. This is such a a complex subject. It is complex. So the next major advances in plastic surgery were not made until the 20th century when the casualties of war made reconstructive plastic surgery a necessity for many soldiers. Okay. So I guess that makes sense then. It's not like, I just wonder if there were any women in the 1800s who were like, I really want bigger boobs or my nose. I don't like, I'm sure everyone has felt insecure, but again, like it's beauty standards like change through all generations. Yeah. I wonder too, if it was the same, let's say in the Renaissance time with the pressure for women to look a certain way because there wasn't like media. There wasn't pictures. Pictures. So you don't really compare yourself to the ideal version of beauty. Like you literally only saw you literally only saw yourself when you were at a mirror. There wasn't cameras, True. and you weren't seeing what people looked like in other places. No, so you kind of like, and it's expensive to get your portrait made. Mm-hmm. Probably better off. That that is an interesting thing to think about. Like, would we all be less inclined to like fall for those kind of traps if 
I think we didn't so. have as much exposure. I mean, yeah, right. I think I'm just like, what? How much free time would we have in our mind if we weren't thinking about how we look to people? Wow, that's so true. You know? Yeah. Wow. Okay, so back it to the soldiers. True. Sorry. No, no. This is like what the episode is about. Yeah. Um, so it was World War One that brought plastic surgery to a new level within the medical establishment. People, surgeons and doctors, had never seen injuries like this because there probably never been weapons like that before. Exactly. World War One. Jesus, Ugh. what a it, it was a new time for, yeah. for everyone. Um, and so, yeah, the military physicians specialized in injuries caused by modern wep- weaponry, and they had to learn because they were like, "This is this is new to us. We didn't learn this in school." That stresses me out. I like I'm uh, I can't imagine having to innovate something. <sighs> and just the like knowing what you're doing surgery on and why like you know and the tr- the mental trauma that these soldiers have i mean like it's a very uh, dark thing to think about horrible it's horrible but we can say a little like applause for plastic surgery in this realm for being able to you know these men that are going to have to have trauma for the rest of their lives yeah. to try to fix their you know wounded face what what surgery excuse me was it I mean, I think it was everything. I think it was just facial reconstruction surgery. And probably a lot of graphing. Truly. Ugh. Graphing. Ugh. I had um, gum graphing done once, and it's like. I didn't know this was a thing until <laughs> yeah. recently. I was like, gum graphing When Allison got gum graphing. Yeah, it's trending. She did not warn us when she lowered her lip. That was cruel, Allison. That was cruel. Gum graphing is tough. It's still, tough, but I it's good. I still don't get what it is. So. I when you're I had to get it before braces because my my um gum on my bottom not on my bottom not on my tush on my <laughs> say it clear <laughs> admit it <laughs> on my jaw was the gum was too thin so if I had braces it would have been good so they took because it would have moved and I don't who knows maybe I, I don't know if a t- tooth would have popped out or I don't oh, know yeah yeah so then they had to take skin from the roof of my mouth. And put it on the look. Look, it's so thick now. Whoa! They Whoa. they put too much on. They were like, "We can file that down for you." I was like, "That's horrible." <laughs> we put. I've never noticed that before. Well, it's always covered. Now I'll get it tattooed. You There's should. so much skin on it. You like grafted. I'm gonna put Rami. We'll post a picture. No, I'm just kidding. Everyone, send us a picture of their gums. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, fascinating. So of course, it's around this time that surgeons became fully aware of the potential influence that one's personal appearance um, could exert upon the degree of success experienced in his or her life. Mm. So it was kind of like start with these soldiers being like, well, you know, this will help them out a little bit mentally. And then it was like, wait, could this help everyone out mentally, even not a soldier? Even like those girls? Even the girls. Even the gals. And so, of course, this was also the time that they invented the one, the only, gorgeous. What? Anesthesia. Anesthesia? Anesthesia. Oh, (laughs) anesthesia. 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 Thank God. What did they used to do? Get people drunk? I, I, they used to give them something to bite on and Ugh. basically, like, yeah, give them a shot of something and be like, scream. I've seen, like, on, like, old Western stuff where they're, like, literally drink this whole bottle of whiskey. Yeah, just, like, don't eat, like, knock yourself out. Oh, think about the pain after when you wake up, too. Anesthesia. And this was also... Did I say an- it? Right? Am I, like, losing... <laughs> I went under local anesthesia. I think yeah. it's been, I feel like we're putting an E on out. Anesthesia. 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 Now we're just going to call it Anastasia when we're yeah, Anastasia. <laughs> From now on this episode, when you go under Anastasia. <laughs> she is our queen, our icon. She deserves to be yeah. recognized in medicine as well. What year? Um, let's see. So this was... Around World War One, uh, I'm just like thinking. Thank God for modern medicine. I mean, they also didn't have like Advil <laughs> or like Valium or all the things now that's like sure it's scary to go into surgery, but you can be knocked out. Yes. And so now they're like, all right, we can knock people out and make them hot. Like, wow. <laughs> they're like, life is going to change. It is a brand new world. Exactly. Show in um, 1907. Dr. Charles Milner penned the first text specifically written on cosmetic surgery entitled The Correction of Futural Imperfections. So, of course, people are like, which, which, which? Like they, Charles? They don't like it. 
because they're like, this is no, like this is we. I mean, 1907 is still like a conservative time. People are like, what, oh, are, yeah. what are you talking about? And he's mentioning everything from like, we can change the way you look. Like and Mention it all, Charles. Mention it all. Some people don't like it, but then there's, of course, other doctors. Wait, that is he just like, let's make the noses straighter and the boobies bigger? He's basically like the world is our oyster. Like any part of the body we can highlight, we can detract from, we can like, yeah, make bigger, make smaller. He's like, give me a knife and get me in there. Oh, wow. And he was a dreamer. He was a dreamer, but people obviously with any sort of nuanced, you know, expression, people are not going to be happy. Did he um, like focus? I just think I associate, and this is where our world is, plastic surgery with women did he focus on women, or is that just where we ended up going? I think it's where we end up going, because at this point, we're only seeing plastic surgery really done on men who are wow. the soldiers. Wow. So, But since the breast reduction was one of the first sort of, like, bigger procedures in the Renaissance time, I'm sure that it was, like, and women. You and can, women. You can get in there, too. Truly. But that's a good point. I'm not sure if, like, if they were prioritizing men for this because men had more rights or... F- Right. But I truly don't, th- I think it's so hard for us to imagine, but at this time, I don't think there was that much emphasis on a woman's, like, weight or figure like there is now. Really? Right? Well, I guess the corset. That's, yeah. Like, yeah, that's the tighter it is, I think there's always been an emphasis on women's looks. Yeah, I know. That's so true. 1907, that is, like, the peak of the skinny waist. Yeah, like, the corset was, like, 1700, 1800s. That's true. I think it was... Why can't we track time travel? Sorry to just interrupt. I know. I think there was more, like, emphasis on... I think it was very specific to the waist, though. Yeah, totally. It wasn't, like, nose, lips... I wonder if they even, like, thought about that. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, like, this... I feel like this could be, like, a 10-part episodes of, like, beauty standards throughout the... Well, we could hit it. We could. We could Lammy. That is true because I'm like, what? Like, th- like we were saying in Henry the Eighth episode, there was a time when being plumper mm-hmm. was more attractive and having like, you know, the your breasts that went up to your chin yeah. and like that meant wealth and for women. But totally. then you still had to. But then it's always been about the little waist and even the big boobs. It's so annoying. It's so fucked up. But no, that is true. Um. So then other doctors are now coming in because he did get some backlash, but then people were like, he does have a point. We could <laughs> always get rich from this as well. Mm-hmm. So we have Dr. Villeray P. Blair, who comes out with a book shortly after um, called Surgery and Diseases of the Mouth and Jaw. And this is when he's like, you can get a more refined jaw, essentially, through plastic surgery. So that then we are seeing it to be more specific. Cosmetic. To your- mm-hmm. And then we have Dr. Luckett, who comes out with a book in 1912, where his big thing is um, a correction for protruding ears. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. I thought, it, did you guys have these own insecurities within yourself? Yeah, a lot of people have, um, which I forgot about, like ears used to be a big thing. Really? Yeah. Like, I think you know, to pin like to pin them back Ugh. or to get them like lowered or raised. Like, I remember hearing about that, like, as a young kid, be like, people do that? Well, early 2000s was mm-hmm. a wild type of plastic surgery. In, like, the late 90s, you know that part on Clueless where she walks into her classroom and every single girl has the nose Yes, and thing. they're just, like, trying to itch it with a pencil? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, so, yeah, we're seeing people that are like, wait a second, wait a second. So then our little John Hopkins, you know John oh, Hopkins. Yeah. So they're like, hold up. Oh, I know John Hopkins. Uh, honey, don't we? Don't we all? <laughs> they're like, What? <laughs> What does it mean? Like, don't worry about it. So they heard about this, and they were like, Dr. William Stewart Halstead was like, we are going to create the first general surgery training program in the United States for specifically plastic surgery. What year? Uh, 1916. Wow, 16, 1916. It just shocked me. I thought that all of this shit, like, was invented in the- Like the 80s. Like, truly, though. Same. Show. This is why we're here, though. It did take a long time, but plastic surgery finally became fully integrated into the medical establishment by 1950. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. And so then we're getting into the 60s, and this is kind of when it becomes less of like a, like, people people want it, people know about it, people are interested because it has been, you know, it was established 10 years ago, so people feel a little bit more safe. Safe, totally. Mm-hmm. And then in the 1960s, silicon 
was invented. Talk to me. Uh, we were texting about this. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about silicon. So, obviously, not obviously. Silicone? Silicon? Sil- I'm like, silicon, silicon Valley, silicone. Silicone. Okay. Guys, I'm so sorry. <laughs> right answers mostly. <laughs> like, you should not be doing an episode you of go medical. under Anastasia for silicon. <laughs> go under Anastasia in the Silicon Valley. Yeah. If you know, you know. Say that 10 times fast. Right. Um, so, silicon's created women in Orange silicone? County. Silicone? Silicone, sorry. God. I, don't, I don't know. I think it's silicone. Silicone. What do you put in your boobs? Silicon. What? But wouldn't cone be within? Do you put in your? It's cone because it's C-O-N-E. Okay, silicone. Okay. okay. I, I, I misspelled it in my notes. <laughs> sure, that, that's why I said because I'm just like really. Yeah, like, yeah. Intuitive. She's typing so fast. Yeah, I'm just like in it. I'm, yeah. wired, I'm wired in. Wired in. Um, so women throughout all of Orange County hear this. Celebrate good times. Come on. Silicone. Silicone. Um, So in 1962, Dr. Thomas Cronin unveiled a new breast implant made specifically out of this. So there are, you might not know this, but there are two different types of ways that you can get implants. Uh So there's saline, saline, and then there's silicone. So both have an outer silicone shell, but the implants differ in the filler material and consistency. Have you ever felt a, an implant? I'm trying to think if I have. Not that I'm, I'm sure I have. Like, I feel like when I'm drunk and being around a woman with implants and yep. we've talked about it, I know I've like been like touching. Oh, yeah, you all, it's hard not to. It's hard. It's hard not to. But I, not that, like, I don't think I know. I, by looking at it, I feel like I know what they feel like, but not yeah. really. I mean, there's obviously different types. There's better implants than not. So it's kind of everyone's, you know, it's everyone's personal choice, but uh, the saline breast implants, saline implants are filled with sterile salt water. That's what it is? Mm-hmm. They're inserted empty, and then they're filled once in place. What? Mm-hmm. So it's like a f- deflated balloon, and then they, like, inject it in there? Like a waterbed. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, I wanted a waterbed so bad when I was younger. My mom had one, <sighs> like, I think truly probably... 10 years before I was born even, uh, right? You can correct me, Deb, but I remember that you wow. did a waterbed. I had a choice between bunk beds or waterbed, and I chose bunk beds. I think I would, I don't. It's I w- dangerous. It, I would want a bunk bed. Yeah, over it. Like when I, I was a kid. I want to feel like I'm. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. It was a time. I mean, I would get, I get so emotion sickness now. I don't know why I ever thought that would be <laughs> a good idea. <laughs> I'm just like, it does not seem, no. it doesn't seem comfortable. Um, And then silicone implants are pre-filled with uh, silicone gel. A thick, okay. sticky fluid that closely mimics the feel of human fat. So which one is better for you? So most women believe that silicone breast implants look and feel more like natural breast tissue. But there has been controversy in the past, like, let's say about decade that it, um, sil- that the silicone can start to leak easier than the saline and it can like go into your body and cause infection oh my god and we saw this with housewives fans yes yolanda hadid took out her breast implants from like the 80s (gasps) when she had lyme disease and she felt like a thousand times better because it was starting to they show it on housewives when they bring them the implants out on the table and they're like infected oh it's crazy it is crazy that something's just like sitting in your body Mm -hmm. wild Wild. So, but um, silicone was obviously the first choice just because that was what was invented first. Right. Um, Timmy Jean Lindsay of Houston, Texas was the first. Timmy. Timmy. <laughs> she was the first patient to undergo oh, um, a, a modern breast augmentation. Augmentation. Aug- augmentation. Augmentation. Right. Augmentation. Oh my gosh. Are we you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You guys know. You guys love us for it. Uh, wait. When? Uh, 1962. That'd be so scary to be the first one. God, I know. So she was the first one to do what we're like modern day breast implants saying now. Yeah. That's crazy. A pioneer? A, a truly a pioneer. Um, So we're in the 60s now. And I think it's interesting to talk about the 60s because the 60s were such a transformative time in this country. Um, It was also a very divisive time. Yeah. You know, in this country. And I think... 
you know, that was the sexual revolution, the Vietnam War, anti-war protests, political assassinations. But then we also have like the culture, which is kind of fun because it's like that's when television got yeah pretty big. And the cinema in the 1960s was, you know, reflected the decade of fashion and social changes and cultural values. And so it was like a like the way I think of it has just been like wowza, like eyes wide open, just like that's exactly what it is like where you like are trans admitted into this tunnel and it's just like crazy shit is happening it's almost like overstimulation yeah for a lot of people because it was like i mean like tv which now we know how impressionable we are from tv and media and especially with like body image like so this is kind of when that started yeah because like i feel like in the 50s it was like a luxury to have a tv and the 60s is starting to be like everyone's starting to have a tv in their home totally and what's interesting in the 50s is like the beauty standard was you know more of the pinup Curly hair, pale, you know, red lips, Mm -hmm. Marilyn Monroe, pretty, quote, curvier. Yeah, totally. And then we get into kind of these iconic actresses um, in the 60s, like um, Audrey Hepburn, um, Elizabeth Taylor, Jane Birkin, um, Sophia Loren, Julie Christie. So we have, like, those are kind of, like, iconic women that people are looking up to. Mm -hmm. Um, But the overall sort of like iconic body was this like willowy thin twiggy twiggy and i read something that said like the adolescent physique yeah so it's like a 12 year old boy yeah which is really interesting so the body project say um says the compelling fact here is that just as women started to make dramatic gains in the areas of education employment and politics the ideal female body began to look like a malnourished pre-adolescent girl weak and non-threatening Women may have been gaining freedom and power, but they were increasingly encouraged to discipline their bodies through diet and exercise to conform to ideals that were almost possible to achieve. Whoa. Which I never thought about, like kind of the contradiction of this like time for the women's movement and then being like, look, weak. Right. So who brings that standard on? I mean, you can think of like... Oh, man, I think a lot of that's from the modeling industry. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It's, like, media. I mean, it's from advertising, I think, yeah. you know, of, like... It totally is, which it's just interesting. I feel like I've always had this pool where it's kind of, like, it's the chicken or the egg, where it's, like, do whatever you want to do, but are you doing that because it's the standards that have almost been set by men? You know what I'm saying? No, totally, and, like, when you think about it, men are in charge of... Let's even look at it through the realm of a magazine. Mm -hmm. That's what people were consuming left and right. Like magazines were huge, magazine ads. So they're in charge of it. They're hiring these women. They're they're producing these ads of thin, thin women. And you're going to look at that and you're going to be like, oh, these models, like, why can't I look like that? That's what I'm supposed to look like. So they are the culprit of it. Totally. And it's not like women are like, sure, there could have been some women to work. You know, like it's, but the... I think the the men have initiated that always. started the beauty standard for women a hundred percent, and yeah, I mean a lot of and it's I mean this can even be a conversation of like if more women you know at this time were in certain industries mm-hmm. how that would look totally I I think that is like it would be so interesting to see if women were calling the shots for women what would that look like a hundred percent because like then we go to the eighties where there was an economic boom there was. You know, the aerobic, strong, toned, muscular look really, like, felt, but also look like you have, you know, like, these insane arms. And totally. So, like, then we have this different time. Um, and, you know, plastic surgery then reflects that. And then women are getting, you know, more plastic surgery to conform to the Jane Fonda look. Totally. And so it's like, you can't blame anyone for being susceptible to that because that's you feel safe right yeah if you look a certain way and people will accept you more we all want to belong to a community exactly it's human nature Mm -hmm. to like fall for it yeah um but you know it's just it's a complicated it's so complicated and I don't think you can I don't think you can have like a black and white opinion there's no way but I think I definitely have conflicting feelings yeah same same so then we get into the early 2000s. Oh, God. Also, so like 80s, we're getting boob jobs left and right. Left and right. Because I remember Chris Jenner in our Chris Jenner episode, she talks about in her book, like 
boob jobs were coming onto the scene for her friends at that time. And they all like went to get boob jobs together. Totally. And like we should say that plastic surgery was, you know, obviously more readily available to privileged oh, people yeah. who could afford which we'll get into the price average Yeah, I, I would love to hear that, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, this is a luxury to be able to do this. Yeah. Um, but, and all obviously with the 80s was a good time in the economy, so people were like, mm. shine me up. A good time in the economy for the people on the top. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, early 2000s, cosmetic, cosmetic surgery, surgery um, had an explosion. Explosion. So because this time was an accelerated time of, you know, communication, internet, television, like, and you could do all of this and consume all of this from the comfort of your home. So it, what, I mean, talk about overstimulation. I mean, this was yeah. now just like, you saw real people on TV, you saw models, you saw actresses, you saw like the real world, you know, more television stations, more magazines, mm -hmm. more everything, the internet. Oh, truly though. And then this was really the time where it was like, ooh, visible signs of aging is bad. Let's be young forever. Let's drink these smoothies that are supposed to make you feel 25. Like, who's that woman who has been on, sorry to bring it back to Housewives. Always. Um, you guys know what you're doing with? She looks, I mean, she looks very young. She lives in Malibu. She wrote that book about- Beverly Hills Housewives? She was friends with Yolanda. I'm not going to remember. She was like famous in the 80s for having this book and like. Oh, she was an actor too. Blonde uh, hair. Mm -hmm. She was Three's Company actress, wasn't she? I think so. What is her name? So she had like a whole like lifestyle. Like, I mean, she was kind of like an influencer of how to look young forever. And I think she's. Suzanne Summers. Yes. 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 Mm -hmm. So like this is just the time of these women. I, I think. People instilling in women that you should be fe fearful of getting older. Yeah. And that wrinkles are really gross and, you know, you lose elasticity and all this stuff. And so, like, you should make your lips bigger and you should make your cheeks more plump. Like, it's always the thing of, like, men get hotter as they get older and women don't. Like, that's always what people have said. It's so true. Like, silver fox versus yes. a woman with gray hair you don't see as much. No. It's really fucked up. It is fucked up. Because uh, it's all the same. Exactly. So this was the time that the most popular procedures um, would entail the use of injectable substances such as facial, wrinkle fillers, and most notably, Botox. So early 2000s is when we're starting to really see the fillers and the Botox. Yes. Um, and, you know, that's less expensive than other things. Right. It feels like less invasive. So I think that's something, too. Because like, you just go in and then you go out. Exactly. And like yeah. you don't have like a recovery time or anything. Um, it is estimated that there are over 1.1 million Botox injections administrated in the U.S. every year, and that number is steadily, steadily growing. That actually seems low to me. Seems low to me, too. But maybe we, like, I mean, obviously we live in L.A. It's, like, such a, like, I think. Totally. I think that we're going to see that grow a lot. I, I think we are, too. Especially with reality TV. I think I you know. have to get it every three to six months, Yeah. Right? I knew someone in high school who got Botox for headaches. Mm -hmm. And you can get Botox in your armpits for sweating if you like, profusely sweat, which I don't know if that's necessarily healthy for you. I have never understood why you should. I get that sweat stains suck, but that is your body truly trying to calm, like lower your yeah. temperature. Yeah. I do know there's something where you can over sweat. Oh, okay. But I don't know. Well, once again, like that's medicine and that's yeah. if someone does have that like especially for migraines like yeah I can't imagine I don't get migraines but I know people who do and it looks like the most horrendous thing ever I've never gotten a migraine me before. either it seems really scary like Emma throws up when she feels one coming on her body just like bleh. and then you have to shut down for like the rest of the day for the rest of the day in a dark room it's crazy it's crazy it's crazy um so let's talk about the most common types as now we're like in the thick of yep. it early 2000s to this day and this and in this time period specifically, most common were breast um, uh, augmentation or enlargement, breast implant removals, which mm. is funny because it's like these people from the 60s and 70s being like, get these out of me. This was not. I'm sure at that time they were not great. No. I mean, like anything that is, you know, the, the first of its kind. Yeah. Um, buttock lift, mm. chin, cheek, and jaw um, reshaping. Mm-hmm. And implants. And I feel. implants. Uh-huh. Um, eyelid lift, 
facelift, um, lifts, um, lips, lower butt lift, nose reshaping, tummy tuck. And then we get into things that we've seen become more popular in like 2010, 2013, which was like cellulite treatment, laser treatment of um, veins and vaginal rejuvenation. Vaginal rejuvenation is like, so what is vaginal rejuvenation? Vaginal rejuvenation, many women get after having children. Right. Um, they essentially put this, they like put this probe in you um, with like a laser treatment that slowly, I don't know how it exactly it happens, but it tightens it. It over, tightens it. I think you have to go in like five to eight times. Does, does, um, do you have to go under for that? No. Okay. I, I, they numb, they numb you. Just like topically. Ouchie. I've heard it's like, and then you hear little like. Oh. So it's like. Our vaginas are like, we've been through enough. Literally, it's not like men are getting like penis. Yeah, no kidding. And they'll they'll be happy with what they get, won't they? Yeah, exactly. Like we just bird the child. It's going to feel different. You're welcome. And that's what it is. Does it feel that different? Probably not. Uh, Yeah, truly though. I think. Once again, do what you want to do. Is that because you feel your husband is going to be more sexually satisfied with you? Great question. Is it for you? But also, well, I have this question because I think a lot of women, but does this have to do with bladder? I sound like like such an idiot, but a lot of women like pee themselves a lot after they have a baby and they say that vaginal rejuvenation helps, but your pee comes out of a different hole than your baby does, you know? But so maybe it's like... But maybe it affects everything. Maybe it's all connected down there. I might sound like a fool, but that's what we're here for. I, I actually really don't know. Yeah, me either. Maybe it's like a, because it's like when you're pregnant, you have to, you feel like you have to pee all the time, but that's but it's because it's sitting on your bladder. Huh. I feel like I have to pee all the time now and I haven't even had a child. So it's God bless it'll, for the future. It'll be a scary time. It won't be a scary time. It'll be terrifying. <laughs> Um, so um we'll talk to you guys after we have kids if we have kids yes yes we will um so right now what is very much trending truly because of the influence of the kardashian is the bbl talk about it tess the bbl is the brazilian butt lift so what is it the brazilian butt lift is a gluteal fat grafting procedure that utilizes excess excess fat collected from other areas of the body to add buttock volume and projection and or perfect overall shape and symmetry. So they take fat from different parts of your body and inject it to your butt. Yeah, and like certain parts that will look like it's like lifted. Which makes sense. You remember how she like went on a show and she was like, you can look and I don't have any implants because she was getting BBL. So she didn't have implants, but she had fat implants. I think butt implants were more of a thing of the past. And then they're like, wait a second, let's just inject it. So like people, it doesn't have to seem like you're like having like padding in there. Right. And it's probably less dangerous, like that something doesn't pop or something like that. Yep. Does BBL have anything to do with your waist or is that a separate thing altogether? Or do they take fat from your waist and then put it in your butt? I think I think they take it. Oh, they probably do take it from your waist. And so if they're going to take it from anywhere. It's like kill two birds with one stone. What a horrible <sighs> phrase. Yeah, no kidding. So dark. But that probably is what they do. Mm-hmm. So... You know, it's like, and what's so f- infuriating about it is like, so this was really in, in like 2010. Yeah. Now it's not in anymore. It's well, now it's not in anymore as of like, I feel like two months ago. Truly. So now the Kardashians are getting whatever they fucking did. Now their butts are flat again. And now women are like, fuck, now my butt needs to be flat. And it's like. I think that they're like, they lost so much weight so fast. How do I do that? Exactly. And they are losing weight from certain procedures. Yeah, 100%. Allegedly. Of I'm, I am certain that they have all gotten liposuction. I, I'm certain. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Which again, like, I don't care. But if you have such a platform and you're lying about it, that's where it gets really dangerous. If you're saying I work out all the time. And yes. I, it's like, no, because that, that's pretty impossible. Well, also, even if they did work out all the time, they have the lifestyle which provides them to be able to work out all the time, which is also very different than what a normal person can do. That is very true. They have a gym in their house. They have a trainer that comes for two hours every single day. And, you know, like that's. It's different. You, yeah. You. There, there's a lot there. Um, but the most dangerous types of plastic surgery are um, a body lift. What is a body lift? I actually do not know. 
Um, let's see what a body lift is. A body lift is um, improves the shape and tone of the underlying tissue that supports fat and skin. So sag. Oh, so I think that's when like you have like maybe sagging fat and. It's like if you lost a lot of weight or if you had a baby or something like that. Yes. Um, All over, just your tummy. Um, a body lift treats both the abdomen and the back area. Um, so it's like the most extreme tummy tuck, mm-hmm. which is also pretty dangerous, I think. Well, it's this and liposuction is like the most dangerous. Liposuction is really dangerous. Isn't that how Connie's mom, Connie West's mom? Yeah, I think passed. Wow. Like There's so much to unpack there that I didn't even think think about so much to unpack. the fact that he was married wow mm-hmm. married to someone who's like built their brand off of body enhancements and wow wow Damn. that's crazy because i think what like the cause of death from liposuction and like the surgery is like has to do with like the fat getting stuck like when you're like trying to take it out and then it ends up like going in back into your veins it's like it's very rare but it's like and then it blocks your vessels then it gets into your lungs i think it's called like fat emboli or something oh my god so scary show obviously um these all are you know privileged things that people can experience to be able to be like i don't like my tummy i'm gonna spend this amount of much money on it let's talk how much yeah let's let's talk about the price babe show um for a boob jog boob job (sighs) Something is not right with me today. <laughs> Which I was shocked by. The natu- uh, national average surgeon fee for a boob job is only um, $5,300. For, does that include like consultations and stuff? No, I think it's that's a fr- just the yes. surgery. $5,300. I mean, that's a lot. But for some reason in my head, I thought that these kind of surgeries were like $30,000. Mm, I literally have no idea. I don't know the mark on any of these. Yeah. So that's the average. And obviously, like, insurance doesn't cover these things unless you can say, right, that, like, it's affecting your health. I think it's, this is fucked up, and I could be completely wrong about this, but I think if you have to have a double mastectomy, which is your breast, correct, and you want to get, boot like, that affects your health, but they won't pay for you to get a boob job after. I think that is so fucked up. That, that is really fucked up. That is crazy to me that you can't get a boob job paid for by your insurance after you just had to have both your breasts taken off because of cancer. Because they're literally like, well, you don't need breasts. Uh, to- fuck you. I know. Oh my God, that makes me so mad. But yeah, no, I don't think any cosmetic surgery for like vanity is covered at all. It's disgusting. Um, a tummy tuck is 6200 on average. A facelift gets to 7700 Oh, my God. Facelifts. So, facelifts, do you know, do they, like, cut your face and just pull it back? Yeah. So, my my grandma, may, may she rest uh-huh. in peace, she had a few facelifts, which I never even understood when I was little. I was just like, you look different. different. <laughs> um, and I know, like, how they used to do it when she probably got them in, like, the 90s or whatever, is, like, you cut it open. On the inside, you, like, put little strings that, like, uh-uh. you're essentially, like, putting s- strings in your face and then you lift those strings and then you tuck it back like what mm-hmm. that for was like the old way to do it well i mean i don't know now for some reason i was picturing they like cut around your jaw and then just like pull it back and then sew it together but they have to do that with these little like <gasps> with strings in there yeah and i think you can really if you've like actually like, really like, dig into like someone's cheek with like a you can feel them <gasps> crazy because it's like it has to go somewhere it has to um but at uh for nose jobs um there are in the united states there is an average of uh, two hundred thousand nose jobs a year i just feel like i'm like shocked i just feel like there's so many people in this country i know i'm like two hundred thousand people just on the west side of la i would think you know i, I, I know. know it kind of shocked me too but then i'm like let's think about like two like Okay, 200,000. In the, just the U.S. In the U.S., let's say that most, like the states with like highest plastic surgery, let's say, are California, mm-hmm. New York, New York, and like Texas. Texas, for sure, for sure. And then like, so let's say that Florida. Florida, that's true. So let's say like there's just not, there's probably like 40 states that it doesn't really happen in. And then you have to be in a certain bracket where you totally can afford, afford it. it. Totally. And I think... Let's Do they have payment plans for plastic surgery? I think it depends on the surgeon. Right, right, right. Um, 
and more then this is the average so like there's some that are going to be so much more expensive and mm-hmm. some that are a little cheaper i'm looking up right now i'm um, sorry to work on the spot but um patient demands for plastic surgery for every u.s state oh my goodness interesting what? florida a oh, florida new york and connecticut oh that makes sense had the greatest concentration of surgeons because even like we think about it California, it's pretty much just in LA. Yeah, it's like Southern California. Exactly. And Northern California is like granola. They're like, we're not trying to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, so interesting. Wow, that is so interesting. All also, right. Also, Oregon and Wyoming have significant demand. Really? Mm-hmm. That is shocking. Shocking. I guess there's like, no, Oregon shocks me. Wyoming, I'm like, I could see like the rich women, totally. you know. Huh, so interesting. Um, Show obviously that brings us to this very moment right here, right now. About you know, we've seen tons of celebrities, you know, have talked about plastic surgery that's helped them gain confidence, plastic surgery that's gone too far. In 2010, Heidi Montag had 10 procedures in one day. Oh my god, in one day, she said, I died for a minute (gasps) with that much. With that much surgery, I had to have 24-hour nurse care, and Spencer did not want to leave my side. I was at a recovery center and and had demoral to deal with the pain because it was so extreme. My security guards called Spencer and told him, Heidi's heart stopped. She's not going to make it. And I could have easily died. Cutting yourself open is not something I'd recommend. Why did she do that so? Why did she do so many in one day? I don't know. I mean, she was not well, I think. No, I think she... Has she spoken recently about her surgery and, like, what she thinks about it? She has said that she regrets it, and she's, like, forgiven herself for it, and now she's like, this is the way I look, but, like, there must have been some... If you guys haven't seen the episode where Heidi Montag goes and shows her mom after all of her surgeries, it is so dark. It's heartbreaking. Her mom can't even... I mean, she can't look at her without crying, and she's... I just can't imagine what it's like to... That's your child, and they look completely different. And you're like, why would you want to do this to yourself? Like, I made you. And right. And I'm sure you're, I'm not to cut you off, sorry, but like, no. I'm sure your parents, like, I would hope, think that you're just like the most beautiful thing in the world, just as you are. I just can't imagine. I know. Um, and which is interesting, too, because Study Breaks says that there are very, there's two different sides to how we kind of critique and have the discussion around plastic surgery in this country right now. Um, there's so two competing opinions regarding the long uh, running trend. There are those who support it, believe that plastic surgery is a form of self-improvement and an effective self-esteem booster. So, you know, there's like those, there's people that are like, yeah, do what you want. If you Mm -hmm. can pay for it and you have that luxury and that makes you leave your house without, you know, feeling better about yourself. Yeah. Then by all means. And then in contrast, there are those who believe that plastic surgery is a detrimental tool of toxic femininity, one that greatly contributes to the epidemic of depression and anxiety among young adults. And this is interesting because there are some statistics that say that even a lot of people that go in for a nose job, it's not really the root of the problem. And there's a lot of depression after these surgeries, much like Heidi Montag of being like, well, I didn't feel great about myself and changing the way to some people. Some people might be like, I feel amazing. Mm-hmm. But there is a high number of people that get very depressed after it. Cause it's like, I just went through all of this, you know, recovery time's not easy. It's a painful thing. Your life is very different. And then you're like, why do I still feel like kind of this empty? Mm-hmm. Um, show. Yeah. Both of these things can be true. And people can have different experiences. It's not like because one person feels that way. That's how most people feel. But I do, I think I understand where that comes from. Of Like you kind of like wake up and you're like, well, yeah, this is the nose that like, maybe who's popular? Who's, I don't know. Kendall Jenner. I, I look more like her now, but it's like, am I? Right. But it's like, I, it's just so complicated. I do, like, I'm just, like, if you don't like something about yourself, obviously, you want to try to find self-love no matter what. That's a very optimistic way to look at the world. Yeah. So change it. And then on the other hand, I'm like, but we've been told that these things need to be changed because of society. 
And it's also a very specific look, right? Like most people aren't going in to get a nose to get a bigger nose. Well, it's it's gone out of control recently, and I will say that I'm all for if you don't like something about yourself, if it totally. makes you feel insecure and you want to do that, then go for it. But it truly has gotten out of control with media and all that stuff recently. I really think so. Like the fact that they like there's like teenagers. I don't know. I do think that's like kind of like Wait to maybe grow into something. Because um, can you imagine at 15, like you just don't, you're uncomfortable in your body and you don't know how you're going to look. And so it does, it, it does make me sad when I see teenagers getting nose jobs. Cause I'm like, just maybe give it a beat. Totally. It's just so hard. Cause I'm like, I know people have benefited off of nose jobs at 15 who love their nose now and feel so much better. It's so fucking hard. No, totally. To I, n- say what's right or wrong. Who am I to say? I don't know. I think it's very circumstantial. I do too. And I think it's also a lot of the environment you grew up in of, you know, if you're being kind of forced or encouraged to get a nose job by a parent. like Yeah, that's, that's also true. one thing of, you know, it's, it's, it's not just that. I think it has to be really compounded with like, a lot of just self-reflection and confidence yeah. and making sure mental health, like yeah. making sure you're, you know, you love yourself despite X, Y, and Z. Totally. It's hard. It's hard to be a woman. It's hard to compete with the standards. It is. I just wish, I do just wish that people would be honest about it. Like, I think that's just the thing, especially when you have a platform, especially when you build your platform off of your looks. Like, please just be honest about it because there are girls who think that that is what you look like when you wake up in the morning. And no one's going to think less of you. If you if someone were to walk in and be like, I got my nose done, I got my boobs done, I got a BBL, I got this, and I feel so much better because of it. I like rock, rock, rock on. Sounds like such a loser. Rock on, dude. Then rock on. <laughs> it just coming out of my mouth. I couldn't even stop it. I love it. I love it. But that's like how I feel. You know, like totally. I don't I don't like it when people lie about it. Yeah, and I think like I don't think it's acceptable for like anyone to have to answer questions. And this is why I'm also like, God, is it complicated? Because like I don't think it's you can't ask someone about their but like we've seen like in the American Ashley episode, we're talking about how right. Oprah's like asking, what size are you? What do you eat? What do you like? I think that goes too far. But I think specifically in the context of when you've made your career off of your body and you have 100 million followers. Yeah. I think to not to lie about plastic surgery as the Kardashians, let's say, yeah. or people in in the spotlight that feels irresponsible. I also think it is like when it looks so different. How, how, like, it takes celebrities out of it. If you were to come in with much bigger boobs or. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) What are you trying to say? (laughs) Or like a different nose or something. I would probably be like, what happened? But I think that's normal. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like asking about bodies in that way of just being like, I just noticed this is different. Like if you change your hair color, you'd be like, oh, you went blonde, you know? Totally. Yeah. It's just wild. Yeah, I would be, like, interested to, like, interview someone that has gone through maybe at a young age, like, different plastic surgeries and kind of just, like, understand the journey. I don't know many people that have had, I I know a few women that have had a boob job. I know a couple that have had a nose job. I've never, like, talked to them about it a lot because I always feel like it might feel a little invasive to be like, yeah, what? You know what is also interesting is that the fact that, like, I feel like there is more, there's shame put around, like, if I, what would you do? If you went on a date with a guy and he said, and I got a nose job, that's wild. Wow. You know? Yeah. It has a different, like, it, even hair implants. Like, we truly. You're like, you're a narcissist. You're yeah. Vain. And you're, or you're like, you're weird, you know, which it's like, shouldn't be that way at all. Like, I feel like. Yeah, it's like, that's so interesting, actually, because it's like, oh, you're a narcissist. And then I think what society does to women that say they've had plexus surgery is like, oh, you must have been really insecure. Yeah, or like, good for you, they got that fixed. Yeah, so it's like kind of two extremes, which isn't, which is not fair. No, it's not fair. It's not fair for men or women. No, it's not. It's crazy. Wow. I wonder how much lip fillers are, because they're everywhere. Probably not. Yeah, I don't know. And like to get like super vulnerable. Like I, I remember being like, I like my lips. And like recently I've been like, I have a really thin upper lip. Really? Yes. And I just like truly wonder if I'm like noticing that just because of society. 
I mean, I think so. Lips weren't even a thing until. They were not even a thing until the Kardashians, mm-hmm. which is wild. But everyone and their dog gets like lip injections now. Yeah. It's like we are like, hey, we've all fallen for it. It's all affected yeah. us. Like I remember when like big, big butts were a thing. And so, and I was working at a fitness studio and someone came up to me and they were like, how does it feel like having such a small butt? And I was like, <laughs> who said that to you? Mm, we'll get into it later. Yeah, no kidding. And I was truly like, no one had ever come up to me and been like, ugh, like this about you is not like, and I just was shook. I was like shook to my core. And I remember going home and then like specifically just like turning around and like looking at my butt for a solid 10 minutes being like, oh fuck, I always liked my butt. Like maybe, and then feeling complete shame about it for like a few, few months after of just like hiding it and not wanting to show it off. Mm-hmm. I, was like, oh, I have like a flat, like. That's so crazy. Yeah. Let's just all root for ourselves the way that our friends would root for us. That was the best we've ever done. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to just take that risk. It could be anything. It's like, wah, wah, Sorry, guys. Wah. That was probably shocking. Shocking to the system. But, you know, yeah, it's a lesson. Hopefully, everyone listening could think about just being kinder to ourselves, to other people, to, you know, just being aware of the things that we are attracted to. And if that's like, you know intuitive or that's just because it's really influenced by the media yeah exactly easier said than done easier said than done done. I truly think it's one of those things that it's just nothing is real (laughs) nothing is real all that we can do is check in on yourself yeah and not I mean all you can do is not compare it's so hard what is the thing that you always say Comparison is the thief of joy. And it's so true. And how can you not? But if it gets to the point where it's like detrimentally, you're always comparing yourself to someone else's body, someone else's face, someone else's life. Like you will look back on your deathbed and be like, I regret that. It's just like, there w- again, like to go back to this, like what will we do with all that free time in our head if we weren't comparing ourselves to people or to other things? Or being like, so unkind to ourselves. Yeah. What would we do? Like, there's so many things. Like, even now, I'm like, wow, I could take back days of my life. Like. Years. Years. And, you know, it's always going to be a part of who we are as people. But I think, you know, if you get up every day and you're brushing your teeth and you look in the mirror, say three things you really like about yourself. Yeah. And it's like, I think it's also hard for you to be like, you know, when someone's like, do you think you're pretty? And you're like, I would never say that. It's like, just be like, look at yourself. Be like, say it. I'm pretty. Yeah. Just fucking say, say it. Say it. Be like, I love my eyes. I love this part of my yes. body. This part I can be unkind to. I, But just say it. Also, it is okay to be like, don't love this about myself, but don't let it r- run your life. Like, yeah. You don't have to trick yourself. Yeah. You can also look and be like, damn, wish I had this. Yeah. Wish this was different. Moving on. Also, genetics, it's like. You get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Truly. It's like cellulite. You're, it's a genetic thing. It, it sure sh- is, honey. Sh- never, you know, especially as I age, I'm just like, wow, my butt. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. This butt has gotten me through a lot, too. It sure has. It uh, sure has. So, guys, send us three things you like about yourself. Oh, my God. Do it. Do it. We're on this post on Instagram. Go and comment three things you love about yourself. Claire and I will do it as well. I will do it. We'll do it. And let's start. Let's have a nice Monday and just yeah. um, think about that. And yeah. Tell your girlfriends that they're beautiful. That's right. Tell your boyfriends that they're beautiful. Sure. I mean, they probably hear it enough. Really? But tell, <laughs> tell your parents. Yeah, tell your parents. Tell your grandparents. Tell your dog. <laughs> they're like, we know. Yeah, you say all the fucking time. <laughs> like, I get it. I'm cute. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rammies. Oh, Rammies. Well, follow us at Red Hips Mostly. <laughs> Join our Patreon. So sweaty. I know we just we got intense. We just went to church. We did. <laughs> I was forgot to turn on the AC again. Is that sixty nine? Is it? I think it's at seventy one. Feels like it's like eighty one. No kidding. Um, but hey, we'll see you guys next week and uh, comment our Instagram. Please do it. Do, it, do now. it. do it. Do it. We love you. Love you so much. Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> <laughs>